Welcome to the Parenting Podcast. Moms, wherever you are in your parenting journey, or however you became a mom, we want to come alongside, addressing your questions and concerns with helpful insight to lighten your load as we dive into the reality of parenting. We are your co-hosts, Cheryl and Ellen, and we want to share practical answers. But our goal is to have relevant discussions that give you heart and strengthen you both today and for the years ahead. So join us now at the TPP table as we share together, helping you flourish and bringing your heart hope. Moms, we're back with the four of us again today talking about the releasing years of late teens, early 20s, and then being in a relationship with our adult children, which is the only season of parenting that has no end because we want to stay in a relationship. And so let's go around, introduce yourself to uh, our listeners. I'm Danae King, and I have five kids, and they're ages 20 to 28. And I'm Christy Gunkel. I have four daughters, ages 15 to 23. And I'm Ellen Etzler, and I have five children, uh, starting at the low end of 30 all the way up into the 40s. And, of course, I'm Cheryl Lang, and I go from mid-20s to early 40s. I love our conversations. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot since we talked because mine are just entering this young adult phase. I was just thinking of something is that my actually my last daughter, she always will open up to me at a coffee shop, but at home, it's almost like a different relationship that at home, she doesn't really want to open up. She doesn't want to talk. She doesn't, definitely doesn't want my advice. But maybe, Cheryl, it's like you're saying of that we're coming together more as friends sitting at a coffee shop talking about our coffee, what we like, we don't like, and all of a sudden this conversation just flows that's more natural. She so forgets your mom. Maybe yeah. we'll make coffee dates. And now mm-hmm. she'll okay. even come to me and said, when can we go to coffee? You know, every week or so. Yeah, I've noticed that some of my girls like to talk about things where they do want my advice over text. Okay. And I think it's a little more controlled and mm-hmm. the environment. So, yeah, it just you might try different environments sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, one good. of the things I had to train myself as they moved into this stage of life is limit my text. So it's just not verbally on the phone or in person, but not too much texting and not too fast and not too many emojis. <laughs> Maybe just a thumbs up. Yes. But I picked up on their pattern. Okay. And so I'm so thankful for the delete button. <laughs> I wish I could have that in real life. Right. Yeah. Because I've written way too much advice. And my mm-hmm. and I'm not saying I was wrong. Mm-hmm. And it was it was good stuff maybe that I was saying, but it wasn't the right time and it wasn't the right situation. And so I've deleted a lot more conversations that I wish I could do verbally mm-hmm. to use my texting. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think maybe that's a negative thing about texting is that we're not having that one-on-one yeah. where you can kind of explain through both sides mm-hmm. and it's just information, information, and mm-hmm. you get too much you know, because if I get a long text, I'm like, oh, 
This mm. one, see email. This is. A- <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to sit and I'm gonna have to sit down and read it. <laughs> I think one thing my girls might like about the text is I'm really bad about my tone and my facial expressions <laughs> matching what I yeah. want to say. And yeah, so I think there's some comfort there that they don't have to second guess. And that's something I need to work on mm-hmm. is presenting myself as listening well, as you know, sending as well as the angry emoji. Right. <laughs> right. I'm kind of the opposite. Yeah. I can get teary eyed really fast. Uh-huh. And so I know a couple of my kids won't want to talk to me about things because they they don't want to hurt me. Yes. Yes. They don't that want happens. me to bring up emotions. Yes. And so I have to be very, I have to really try hard to, to not have those tears come, mm-hmm. but then also to talk about it and just say, this is me. I'm fine. You know, but maybe that's the reason why some of mine are wanting to text me. Right. <laughs> yes. No, that's the case for me, too. We just left our daughter from, you know, we were visiting her in Virginia mm-hmm. after a few days and we left. And I wanted to say all these things, you know, loving things, not not critique or anything. So I just had to text them all because mm-hmm. I didn't want to cry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That uh, kind of brings up something I would like to talk about with y'all. <laughs> Because I have to release even when they're not ready. Mm. And a lot of moms that I talk to, just everybody, but they're not ready. They're not mature. You know, and Ellen talked about how they prepared with the money and all of this or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Because they, nobody's really no, ready no for adult ready. life right. when, when it's time to do it. So mm-hmm. I'd like to hear your thoughts or experiences with it. Well, you can give your kids skills like some money skills and homekeeping skills and things like that they can mm-hmm. feed themselves doesn't mean they'll have the maturity or the desire to use them right you know and you can scratch your head and go oh this place is a pig pen <laughs> you know and it's that's just part of growing up and we need to always remember how how was it when I was growing up I didn't get it all right mm-hmm. I did the you know you spend your 20s learning what what you want to do and how mm-hmm. to navigate things and they have a much more complicated world than um, I had when I was That's their true. age. So you know, and I'm older than you guys. So mm-hmm. our world was fairly simple, but now you know they have so many things they have to deal with, mm-hmm. and all you can do is be there for them and make sure they know that the pathway to your house is always clear. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. That I'm doing everything I can to remove the blocks on the bridge in my relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And then something I would never think of, and they bring it up. And whatever, you know, <laughs> like you mentioned tattoos or something. Okay, that's a, that's a block if I talk negatively about tattoos. Right. So I want to take that block mm-hmm. off this bridge so that the path is open to me so that when they're ready, they can walk it mm-hmm. to me. So I feel like I've had a little bit different experience in um, the last few years, just that my family went through a crisis um, with the divorce of their parents, and then some other circumstances that my children have that have, have uh, it's been better for them to be at home. I have one daughter who struggles with a chronic illness, and she's really been struggling over the last few years and not able to make money and, and do the things, you know, that we would think when you would be ready um, to release. And I have another daughter with a mild intellectual disability, so she will more than likely be home with me all the time. And then a younger daughter who's she's, she's learning and growing and, and spreading her wings at, at 20. 
and you know, I think why that communication piece is, is so big for me is because it's 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 been forced upon me. It feels that way that I I have to learn how to communicate with these adult children because I I want them to be here with me. They need they need me, um, and and. And I need them in the sense of that relationship we keep talking about. Not because being a mom is my identity and it's all that I am, but because I love them. And I, I want to have this relationship with them. So with these children, um, I've loved having them there. But So this has been really hard of knowing what it is to release and to let these daughters be adults but be in my home. Mm -hmm. I think it's working really well. Um, and one of the ways is um, this word that Ellen has brought up, which is having courtesy for one another. Mm -hmm. Ellen, will you talk a little bit more about that? Well, I think that's what adult relationships are based on. We're courteous to our friends. That means we're thinking about them and what they need and being polite and kind. And really, that's what we want in our relationships with our adult children. We're no longer there to tell them, you can do this, you can't do this, you have to be home at this time, you can't. We put it back on them and say, just remember to be courteous um, when you come in late at night mm -hmm. so you don't wake the whole family up. Remember to be courteous, because I would say to my kid, you know, I'm, I don't care what you're doing or when you come home just let me know because it's just that I don't have to worry about it I don't think about right. it and you're just being courteous to me mm -hmm. you know and that then that's a different feel for them oh yeah I need to respect that my mom might be sitting up going oh are they okay mm -hmm. so I'll text her and let I'm you know I'll be home in two hours and mm -hmm. you know go ahead and lock the door I got my key Right. And that's no different than the respect they would offer a roommate or right. someone else. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. that's perfect, mm -hmm. yes. But it, I, then if you're thinking about it, it's a two-way street mm -hmm. because one of the ways that I've made the mistake and I've seen it done, moms, probably because they're taking it too personally, but throwing back at their children kind of I told you so's. Oh, no. And then, <laughs> I mean, it is a boulder on that bridge of relationship. Mm -hmm. I told you so mm -hmm. just on your face. Yeah, sometimes you don't even have to say it. Yeah. It just, yeah. it's almost, it ruins them. It backs them up so far on that bridge. Mm -hmm. I have to reprove my trustworthiness to them. And how discourteous. Mm -hmm. Because I don't say that to other uh, adults. And simply because... I don't think there's mature or they're making decisions that they should make. Mm -hmm. I just, that's just such a mean thing to do. It's discourteous. Yeah. Disrespectful. And sometimes I don't, I, I mean, I would say my kids would agree that I was very guilty of that. You know, if they did, especially when they were older, if they did something that I didn't approve of or think that they did it right, I might not say it, but they knew on my face I was disapproving. And then they would say to me, oh, so you didn't think I did it right or you disapproved. Mm -hmm. And that really hurts a relationship. And, you know, I had to go back many times and apologize. You're right. You know, I didn't have a right to, you know, not to expect for you to do that perfectly or to be offended because you didn't do it the way I, you know, I mm -hmm. wanted you to do it. Mm -hmm. And that's hard because that's part of our letting go. And are letting go of our expectations of what our children are going to take from us. Mm -hmm. And the snarky, how's that working for you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Those kind of things. No. It just, whatever, you know, I just, we have to slow down and think ourselves 
and love them in a new way is such a different way than we did through the other seasons. This is just going to require a lot of maturity from us. Yeah, I think the I told you so just like rips away any amount wow. of respect and mm-hmm. and makes them feel like we never thought. And it, it's a lie because we have to learn things too. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, you know, there's, we, we we're all going to make mistakes. Yeah. Yes. And so there's no reason to say it because then you're just saying, I'm never going to make a choice that I will regret. Well, mm-hmm. that's not true. Mm-hmm. We're, we're in the or let boat. it show on our face. Because right. sometimes we can be good about being quiet, <laughs> but we can have that kind of disgusted, hmm, yeah, I told you so. Yeah, that is something that's really surprised me. One of my daughters recently actually said to me, Mom, I've always known when you're upset. Mm-hmm. My whole life I've known when you're upset. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> but I had that smile on my face. Oh, I could feel it. Yeah. Oh, that was so disheartening. <laughs> Isn't that interesting that we always say, oh, we need to be students of our children, students of our children. Oh. And they've spent their yes, entire life oh, yes. with almost, with a computer typing out, right. you know, right. being yeah. students of their parents. Mm-hmm. My kids would always say, oh, we can tell when dad's really mad because my husband's pretty even tempered. But when he's really mad because his jaw gets really tight, <laughs> <laughs> then my we kid, know we're in big trouble. My, my nostrils flare. My kids tell me, I'm like, well, that's attractive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We have done several sessions here on this releasing time and our young adult children. Is there something that we should focus on and talk about? So right here at the very end, what could we, what do we want to say that we don't want to left unsaid? Well, for one thing, I don't know if we actually answered, like, what if they're not ready to be released? Yeah, we didn't. Mm-hmm. No. We didn't well, we've really. kind of dabbled with it. How do we release them when they're still immature and they're not ready? Um, what does release even mean? What are we even saying mm-hmm. by release, really? It's like you flail them out. I know. What does release mean? <laughs> On the Ferris wheel, you <laughs> unbuckle them and throw them out. It's not like you're walking with them to the end of the diving board, and then you're either waiting for them to jump, and if they don't yeah. jump, you push. Right. You know, right. So. Maybe yeah, when we it, think they're not ready, it's just they're not meeting our expectations. Okay, and so- you know, actually, that's the answer to what we asked a while ago. I think just reiterating that it's messy. Yeah. You know, that it's not a clean cut process and it's going to be different, you know, depending on your child and mm-hmm. or your young adult. And well, Christy said earlier incremental. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think it's incremental for all of us. And that, again, it's exactly what you're saying. It's a dynamic relationship. Mm-hmm. And that if we don't continue to see, if we go, well, we pushed you off the, sw- the diving Go board. for it. <laughs> <laughs> that we continue this growth mm-hmm. process we're and talking I about. I think it's messy. You know, mm-hmm. so as we were talking about that bridge and having the boulders on the bridge, <laughs> you know, so, you know, we said, I told you so, or something like that, that was a relationship breaker. I think we know that we can go to our children. We can ask, you know, to repair and to talk to, to get that boulder out of the way, mm-hmm. you know. Not much different than we talked about in the younger years of it being a process and it not being pass or fail, mm-hmm. but it's it's an ongoing process. of, And I think that's what releasing is. It's mm. a process. It's not mm. one major event. If yeah. we want to stay in their lives. Right. And right. keep our love and our influence in the relationship. And I'm, I think of several friends I know that they would really be weeping through these conversations, 
mm-hmm. because they're not in a relationship with their child mm-hmm. and they have done a lot of things to put the boulders. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. what encouragement and hope would you bring to that mom who's weeping over or very sad at what we've said? I think you can always um, humble yourself and apologize. Mm-hmm. There's there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And going to your child and saying, you know, I acknowledge where I may have been able to do things differently, and That's I'm good. sorry. Yeah, and I would say keep growing as a person. That's what's helped me. I would say one of the biggest things that's helped me with my children is that I have grown as a person and in relationships and knowing myself. And be committed to continue to love them because they may reject, Mm -hmm. you know, when you come to them and say, hey, I'm sorry I did this wrong and I apologize. They may, you know, whatever. But Mm -hmm. find ways to be in their life that's not pushy, that's loving, and just be consistent. Wow. I agree with all of that Mm -hmm. because I want to learn to love them better. Mm Mm-hmm not bring my expectations to it. Mm-hmm. Like, I th- I thought we would have this kind of, whatever it is, no expectations. Because I think that's a really good definition of love um, from my side, is to love you where you are and then to work to remove the boulders and the things in the way. Mm-hmm. So maybe they will start coming. Steps, in- incremental is your word. Mm-hmm. This conversation is excellent. I wish I had had it 30 years ago, speaking into my life. The worst part about doing this podcast and recording is because of the time. And we get in here, we're having such a good time. So we've got to quit. I want to thank you so much for coming in and sharing your lives with us today. Of course. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I wish my younger self <laughs> had no So, Mom, wherever you are in this releasing process or in relationship with your adult children, remember, hang in there. Keep loving. Keep persevering because it's worth it. Yes, it is. Thank you so much for listening to the Parenting Podcast. We hope it was encouraging to you and maybe gave you some new ideas to help or just a little lift in your parenting day. Remember, we drop our episodes every Thursday, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any. Like or share or leave your comments. We would love to hear from you. Feel free to go to our website, theparentingpodcast.com, where you can find talk notes and other resources. And of course, follow us on social media. We're glad you were here today and look forward to next time.